RTHK, the news at one with Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines, Hong Kong starts its first day without restaurant customers having to record their entry on the Leave Home Safe app. However, the health secretary urges people to keep the Leave Home Safe app on their phones, as it has other functions. And the mainland's National Health Commission stops reporting new asymptomatic COVID cases. QR codes have now been removed from restaurants and premises across the city as Hong Kong starts its first day without customers having to record their entry on the Leave Home Safe app. They will, however, still need to show their COVID vaccination pass. This restaurant staff member said he expected the new arrangement to bring in more business. I think it's actually pretty good because we won't have to use our phones anymore to scan people in and people are more welcome to come in and have, uh, eat at our restaurant. Our previous rules, we weren't allowed photos or like the paper sheet. Oh. They had to actually use the Leave Home Safe app um, for them to actually dine in our restaurant. And uh, I think now it's better because they only, they only need to show that they have been vaccinated now. I think it's good. But this diner said he didn't think the relaxation had made much difference. Normally you would scan the Leave Home Safe app and you would either get amber or blue code. Now you come in the place, you still have to get the app open to show somebody it's a blue code or show your vaccine. So I don't see any difference. Lang Kwai Fong Group Chairman Alan Zeman has also welcomed the latest easing of COVID restrictions. They include the dropping of the amber code for new arrivals, meaning they can go to restaurants and bars without having to wait for a PCR test result after three days. But Mr. Zeman told RTHK the measures would probably be too late to see a boost in tourism over Christmas. I think it might be a little bit late. Most tourists, I'm sure, have already made their plans uh, uh, for the Christmas holidays, which is just around the corner. But uh, especially uh, come Chinese New Year's in the first quarter of, uh, to second quarter of next year, uh, I think tourism will be back. The airport needs it really, really badly. The health secretary, Lo Chung Mao, says people should keep the Leave Home Safe app on their phones as there is more to it than simply scanning QR codes to enter premises. Professor Lo told an RTHK program that authorities were only getting rid of the scanning function within the app. He said people could still use the Leave Home Safe app for other functions, such as showing their vaccine pass. The chair of Hong Kong's largest political party says she hopes the latest easing of COVID measures sends a strong signal to the central government and mainland society that Hong Kong is ready for a gradual reopening of the border. But Starry Lee from the DAB says she's doubtful that quarantine-free travel with the mainland could resume by the Lunar New Year in January. I have confidence that it will take place gradually, but whether or not we can achieve it freely, I would say, quarantine-free, before doing the new year, I think, uh, I hope that it can happen. But at least if they can increase the quota and release the business and, and family-related travel first, I would say it is very good news already to us. Ms. Lee also said the mask mandate should be dropped as a last measure, as it helps prevent the spread of viruses, not only COVID. She also supported keeping the daily rapid COVID testing of students and teachers. The mainland's National Health Commission has said it stopped reporting new asymptomatic COVID cases. It said this was because people with no symptoms would probably no longer participate in testing. For Tuesday, the health authority reported just under 2,300 new symptomatic COVID cases. Mainland authorities have also said they will roll out a second COVID booster jab for the elderly and those at high risk. 
Overseas, International Monetary Fund Chief Kristalina Georgieva says a lower growth forecast for China is very likely as the mainland eases its zero-COVID policy. Vicky Wong explains. In an interview with AFP, Ms. Georgieva said the easing of COVID restrictions was expected to bring a surge in infections and what she described as difficulties. But she said the mainland would likely overcome these in the second half of the year, leading to some improvement in growth prospects. In October, the IMF cut its 2022 growth projection for China to 3.2%, the lowest in decades, while predicting a rise to 4.4% next year. And with 2023 also set to be a very difficult year, Ms. Georgieva said the likelihood of further downgrades in IMF growth projections would be high. Cafe Pacific says passenger numbers are increasing and planes are getting fuller, although the amount of cargo carried has dropped sharply. The airline said it was resuming flights to more destinations, including Sapporo, Fukuoka, Penang and Dhaka. Robert Kemp has more. In a statement, Hong Kong's flag carrier said it carried nearly 527,000 passengers last month. That's over six and a half times more than for November 2021. But cargo tonnage was down nearly 24% year-on-year and just over 42% lower when compared to 2019. The passenger load factor for November, which measures how full a plane is, was up by just over half to nearly 79%, while net revenue per passenger kilometre was up by more than five and a half times on the year, although down over 70% on the month. Cathy said it expected short-haul routes to leisure destinations such as Japan and Southeast Asia to remain strong. Researchers say a new type of personalised vaccine to treat cancer has produced promising results in trials. The experimental therapy is based on the same mRNA technology that was first used in COVID vaccines. Just over 150 patients took part in the trial, conducted as a collaboration between two pharmaceutical giants, Moderna and Merck. The chief medical officer of Moderna, Paul Burton, said the results were promising. It's the first randomized trial testing an mRNA therapeutic in in cancer patients. It's shown a 44% reduction in the risk of dying of cancer or having your cancer progress. That's an important finding. And I think it has the potential to be a new paradigm in the treatment of cancer patients. U.S. researchers have announced what they say is a major breakthrough in efforts to harness nuclear fusion to generate power one of the great scientific milestones. The scientists told a news conference that they'd overcome a significant barrier producing more energy from a nuclear fusion experiment than was put in. Ricardo Betty is a professor at the University of Rochester in New York. This is definitely a major breakthrough in the field of nuclear fusion. So this is the first time that thermonuclear fuel hydrogen isotopes, in this case, have been ignited. A simple way to look at this is to think of gasoline in an internal combustion engine, in a car engine. Gasoline is compressed by the cylinder, in the cylinder by a piston, and it is ignited by the spark from a spark plug. Well, this happened, but uh, instead for gasoline, it happened for a nuclear fuel. The founder of the collapsed cryptocurrency exchange, FTX, has indicated to a court in the Bahamas that he will fight extradition to the United States. The U.S. authorities have filed eight separate criminal charges against Sam Bankman-Fried, including wire fraud, money laundering, and conspiracy to defraud. He also faces civil charges of misleading investors. Michael Driscoll of the FBI addressed a news conference in New York. 
Bankman-Fried knowingly defrauded customers of FTX through the misappropriation of customer deposits to pay expenses and debts of, of a different company. In addition, Bankman-Fried executed deliberate transactions designed to obscure and disguise the misuse of customer funds. He preyed on his customers, the victims of this case, abusing the trust placed not only in his company, but in himself as the lead of that company. New Zealand has introduced its new smoking policy that will aim to stop anyone now aged 14 and under from ever being able to buy cigarettes. It's a world first for this sort of legislation. Four in five smokers start smoking before 18, according to the government. The BBC's Stephanie Prentice has more details. This is a move to outlaw smoking, but in an incremental manner. So how will it work? Anyone born on or after 2009 will never be able to buy tobacco products. So if you're 14 years old there and you get the legal age to buy those products, which is 18, you can't. If you're 15, you get to 18, you can smoke the rest of your life. But 14 is the cutoff they've decided. And that means the younger generation, as they call it, have essentially been given a lifetime ban on ever buying cigarettes. They'll just never be able to legally do it. That means smoking will eventually, in a very literal sense, die out. However, what the government actually want is a smoke-free country by 2025 there. So along with this ban, there's other measures coming in that will make smoking harder. Those include tobacco products will have less nicotine in them. That's obviously the addictive component. And they'll also move tobacco products into speciality stores. So you won't be able to go to a corner shop or a supermarket and get hold of a tobacco product. That means only 60 places nationwide will be selling them at all. Now, the big thing ministers have been discussing is a shift in the narrative from stopping people smoking to young people never starting. And to sport, and Lionel Messi has fired Argentina into the World Cup final. Messi opened scoring for Argentina in a 3-0 semifinal over Croatia. Julian Alvarez had the other goals. More details from the BBC's Andy Barwell. Lionel Messi and Argentina are through to Sunday's World Cup final in Qatar because in the first of the semi-finals, Argentina have defeated Croatia 3-0 at the Lucille Iconic Stadium. Messi opened the scoring for Argentina from the penalty spot on 34 minutes. Five minutes later, it was 2-0. Julian Alaves adding Argentina's second. And then in the second half, the 22-year-old Manchester City striker got his second and Argentina's third, and it was game over. Argentina 3, Croatia 0. The defending champions, France, take on Morocco in the other semifinal tonight. France will start out as favorites, but Morocco have been the most disciplined team in the tournament, having conceded just once in five games. Our football commentator, Chris K.L. Laos, says Morocco will need their back line and goalkeeper to hold up if they're to have any chance against France. Morocco's incredible defense and the tactics has been the cornerstone of their success. Yasmin Bono has been unbeatable, while the defense, midfield and attack have been so compact and playing so closely together, they've been able to stifle and squeeze the likes of Portugal and Spain's attack and prevent them from playing. No one has scored against Morocco so far. Whatever happens, Morocco have made history and it has inspired millions. Morocco's Football Federation says it's giving fans 13,000 free tickets for tonight's game. The country's national airline, Royal Air Maroc, has put on 30 flights to Qatar at reduced rates. The contest at Al Bayt Stadium is expected to take on the atmosphere of a Morocco home game. The International Players Union, Fifth Pro, has expressed their shock at reports that the Iranian footballer Amir Nazarazadani 
is facing execution in his home country. The 23-year-old, who played three seasons in the Persian Gulf League, is believed to have campaigned for women's rights in Iran as part of the widespread anti-government protests. Fifth Pro say they are sickened and called for the immediate removal of his punishment. The BBC's Mani Jazmi has more details. He was arrested at the end of November um, with, along with several people for their alleged involvement in the killings of three members of the security forces and um, charged with the crime of waging war against God, which is punishable by death. The last thing uh, we, we heard was on Sunday um, from the head of the judiciary in the city of Esfahan, where uh, Azadani's uh, alleged crime was supposed to have taken place, saying that he was indicted with the crime of uh, waging war against God, but hadn't yet been found guilty of it. Um, Nothing has come out since then. Uh, Elsewhere in Iran this week, somebody uh, who was also, who was facing the uh, death penalty, uh, was pardoned by his main accuser, which is normally enough in Iran to, uh, to commute the sentence or to wipe it out completely. But on the same day, there were conflicting reports saying that um, uh, he had indeed been, uh, been, uh, been pardoned, but others saying that he hadn't. And critics of the Iranian uh, authorities say that this is all psychological warfare aimed at deterring um, people from demonstrating and continuing the unrest that has uh, gone on for the last three months. There's another theory that uh, Amin Nasr Azadani's family's silence on the matter and them not speaking out will help him to avoid an execution. But um, it's an extremely opaque story and the facts are very thin on the ground, but we do know that he is at least under arrest. And now look at the weather. Cold and cloudy to overcast with a few rain patches. Moderate to fresh northerly northerly winds, occasionally strong offshore at first. The outlook, still a few rain patches tomorrow and cold in the morning. Winds strengthening from the north on Friday night and further becoming colder over the weekend. Temperatures in the urban areas will fall below 10 degrees on Sunday and Monday and a few degrees lower in the new territories. The weather will be fine and dry. Temperature right now is 13 degrees Celsius with the relative humidity 91%. And to end the news, our top stories once again. Hong Kong starts its first day without restaurant customers having to record their entry on the Leave Home Safe app. The health secretary urges people to keep the app on their phones as it has other functions. And the mainland's National Health Commission stops reporting new asymptomatic COVID cases. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
really the spice girls the christmas wrapping or well, their version of it anyway it's the last 40 minutes of today's brew wednesday it is in a while 10 minutes or so we're off to bangkok catch up with virtuoso musician paul archibald because today on classical music day it's all about the antarctic 